0: Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and, in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Sweet Talk. Uh, I'm Jason Batalden, I'm the Assistant Director here at Continued Education Workforce Training, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, Today uh, we have uh, Stephanie Taylor Silva, and I want to give her a minute to introduce herself. Um, And just for the record, I've been looking forward to this podcast since we talked on the phone. So uh, I I guess I have to disclose a little bit. I've known Stephanie for uh, a period of time now, um, and uh, have really looking for this opportunity to kind of have you on the podcast uh, to kind of share with what you're doing and the exciting things you're doing and so with that, I'm just going to turn it over to you because I'll mess it all up and, uh, you know, we'll end up telling stories that no one else should really hear. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's, you know, we don't want to my do, supervision. No, we don't, we don't, hey, I wasn't part of that. I got on all the fun stuff. So, uh, Stephanie, please introduce yourself to us. Hey, so our
1: my name is Stephanie Taylor Silva. I am with the Idaho Department of Correction, District 7 Probation and Parole Office. I'm a reentry specialist. Um, I am also a formerly incarcerated person, and a person in long-term recovery. So,
0: let's start with, let's get the basics out of the way. Re-entry specialist. What is it? What is that?
1: So, a reentry specialist with the Idaho Department of Correction assists our returning citizen population. So, I am primarily focused on people coming out of prison. However, I'm a support to anybody that is on supervision within my district. So, um, we serve quite a few counties in my district. So, we I help anybody that is coming out on probation or parole. Um, a writer, it's. A retained jurisdiction, it's commonly referred to as a rider. Um, I'll get a lot of people coming out on rider returns. They return back to probation. So um, I'm there to help support them, make sure that they've got all of the necessary resources they need to succeed in both their supervision and their recovery. It's imperative that people have that support. Um, you, you just can't be successful without those resources and adequate support in your life.
0: So is this a? I guess when you to use the term. Is this a relatively new program? I mean, this uh, uh, reentry specialist position has not always been part of the IDOC uh, offerings for those citizens returning out of incarceration.
1: Yeah, it is a new um, new position. The department has really been focused on on reentry, on our reentry efforts. Um, there are reentry specialists in in the Boise area, but that's primarily where they've been focused. My position is brand new. It's the first one in Southeast Idaho, oh, wow. so wow.
0: I'm super
1: excited.
0: Very cool. Yeah, so It's are been you great. So you're kind of are you i mean obviously you know boise you know and i'm not dismissing boise but you know the no, great state of ada thank you for saying that not <laughs> making me say that right we, 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 I, I can get in trouble um no we didn't
1: i probably can. could too no you can't sorry. no you can't by the way.
0: um so the great state of is so you're cutting new territory over here i mean i'm sure you have a model that they've used but um you're kind of are you the, does district 6? I mean are you the only one in East Idaho right now?
1: Yeah, I'm the only one in East oh Idaho goodness, right now. Right. So my position is pretty unique to district 7 I'm really blessed that I'm able to Kind of shape this position and what oh, right we now. need it to look like so You know every area in Idaho is different as you know yes. Our, yeah. We don't have the large metropolitan area right. like Boise. So District 7, is it's this reentry specialist position is unique. Um, I've been with the department in some capacity for quite some time, right. you know, as a formerly incarcerated person and right. now a person that works for the department. So I've really been able to take that perspective on, you know, what resources are people really needing? what are you know what do people need to be successful on supervision what did i need
0: so that's actually that's the question i Mm -hmm. mean that it was the first thing that kind of jumped in my mind is you have a very unique perspective on the idaho department of corrections Mm -hmm. from i mean well being incarcerated yourself and then i'm assuming being on probation Mm -hmm. successfully completing that probation period and then now working back for the department so that perspective how does that play into this position where you're actually kind of helping people do what you did
1: you know i do have a unique background and in a lot of ways i think that makes me really great at what i do i will be honest i am really good at what i do <laughs> I, I pride myself on that
0: well hold on just a minute not only is she not she's being absolutely honest but she's been there's a there's a couple things you were recently recognized as a uh, the the name what well, the award you got here just a little bit ago, recognized for
1: Yeah, so you know, I what was that? Sorry. I was really blessed to receive a couple awards recently. Right. Um one was the Idaho Hometown Hero Award. Yes, that's what it was, yes. And then another one is um I won a national award, the um Excellence in AmeriCorps Award. Okay. That one was um presented to me in Washington D C. Yes. Really cool. Yeah, so. that was really cool. Yeah.
0: And you so yes, yeah, so she's just not talking she's she's legit she's really good at what she does I just <laughs> wanted to reinforce that um, but so going back to having that perspective so when you come and in, in a someone comes so they've been incarcerated whether it's been on a writer or mm-hmm. you know a, more of a long-term uh, sentence right mm-hmm. they come out um, and then what happens I mean how do, what what how does that happen I mean they come out in probation I Imagine that experience coming right out of lockup into the free world, so to speak, on supervision is a little bit overwhelming.
1: Oh, it's it's really overwhelming. I th- you know, for the for the population that has never been in prison, I think it's really hard to conceptualize. Yes. What does that look like when somebody is incarcerated? And what does it look like when they come out? Um, It is an extremely overwhelming process. And if you do not have support and the resources you need, you're going to fail. Everybody's incarceration, just like everybody's supervision looks different. It's not this cookie cutter experience that, you know, Somebody, what what somebody may need is not going to work for another person. Um, for example, my own experience. I am a survivor of human trafficking. I'm a survivor of, you know, a sexual assault, an attempted murder on my life. I have some extreme trauma as well as adverse childhood experiences. And until those were addressed in prison, there's no way I was going to move forward. And, yeah. and then,
0: even though those were addressed in there, mm-hmm. you had to take what you learned and try now to now apply it in a completely different environment.
1: Yeah, I mean. And
0: that took what? What did that take to make that happen for you?
1: A tremendous amount of support yeah. and resources. I had, you know, I call our district the best district. Well, to me. <laughs> but um, I had really great support. Um, from my PO and really from the entire district that supervised me. Um, They took a unique approach to me. Like I said, it wasn't this cookie cutter experience. And they really looked at me as an individual and said, you know, what does Stephanie need to succeed? For me, that was intensive trauma-informed care. It was getting into safe housing, getting into vocational rehabilitation, and eventually, you know, getting into higher education. I'm a graduate of ISU, a proud bangle, so, (laughs) yeah, Um, so, you know, everybody's everybody's supervision looks different. Um, You know, there are people that come out of prison with more support than others. So that's where this mentor program comes in, comes into play.
0: Okay. We got to talk about the mentor program. I'm going to hold up the little thing for our video. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, I'm holding up a flyer. Just trust me, it's there. Um, But it's, the mentor program is called? Free to Succeed. Free to Succeed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have, well, okay, I am clueless. I know it exists. I know you have something to do with it. So what? Talk to me about the mentor program.
1: So I think this is another great example of what the department is doing to strengthen our reentry efforts and really shift into that perspective of uh, recovery and rehabilitation and adequate support for our returning citizens. Free to Succeed is three years old. Um, At that time it was developed under um, then director Kevin Kemp amazing man. Um, if you do not know him, you need to Google him. He's <laughs> absolutely awesome. Yeah. But um, at that time, he was a bishop in Nampa, and he was having people come back into the church from the prison system, and looking at them like, man, these people just need extra support. Right. So he really took that perspective, and um, Thought, you know, the department needs to do something. We need to be better on providing support for people coming out of prison and those that are already on supervision. So we developed this mentor program called Free to Succeed. Um, I think what is really unique about this program is, you know, for the first time in the department's history, they are really okay with association. Back when, you know, when I was 18 years old, you would get violated for associating with another person on supervision. If somebody is doing well in their supervision and recovery, we're gonna ask that person, hey, you know what, you're doing so well, would you mind being a model to somebody else that is on supervision? Because who Better to know how to be successful on probation or parole than somebody who's already been there. Right. So right, yeah,
0: very cool. So only, so I'm assuming. So mentor, use this term mentor. Mm-hmm. Who are your mentors? Are they only people on probation or on supervision?
1: No. So we actually have mentors from all walks of life. We have. In my district, I have mentors from the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. from um, the LDS Church. I have mentors that are lawyers in our community. I have mentors that are their teachers in our community. So, really, all walks of life. I think everybody has something to offer. And what it really comes down to is just loving people and seeing that they are you know, Being
0: successful yeah, they're, right. they're
1: worth helping. Everybody is worth helping. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. So how does, is if, if someone out there listening would be interested in becoming a mentor? How does that work?
1: So you go to the Idaho department of correction website mm-hmm. and On that website there's a link for volunteers and mentors and you click on that link and then there is another link for mentor application you fill out a brief application and just basic some basic info we don't go into anything too too in-depth and for the very first time in the department's history there we're really kind of looking past background oh, wow. Background trucks for so our mentors. So
0: as long as you, uh, you, mm-hmm. you have do you have to be trained to be a mentor?
1: You do, there is a, there's an initial training and mm-hmm. then some enhancement trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial training is about four hours long. That is presented by our Free to Succeed program manager, Jeff Kirkman. Oh, He's okay. another really amazing person. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely love that man. He's one of my mentors in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get kind of choked up when I that's, talk that's about okay. him, but okay. he's he's just awesome. Um, so you'll go through training with Jeff and um, me and our new mentor site coordinator, who comes on November twelfth. Okay, and um, you'll go through that training, and then you get to. You basically get to pick your mentee. Yeah, um, yeah. An application will get sent over to you for you to review, and you see if that will be a good match so you for you. Do you like
0: meet for coffee one morning and sit down and talk? Yeah, about how or that works. yeah,
1: or you know, mm-hmm. I first started out as a mentor site coordinator with AmeriCorps, mm-hmm. and then moved into my reentry specialist position. Mm-hmm. So I was very involved with that program and a lot of those first time meetings will, you know, they came into my office for the first time they meet and, um, they just develop into the coolest relationships. Yeah. Like,
0: so that's kind of leads my next question. Now, I mean, just in all honest and fairness, I mean, I used to work for the Idaho department of corrections, you know, a lifetime and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's I was, talk to, I've been there for well, a hey, lifetime stop now. <laughs> <Stop> now. <laughs> You're not as old as me. Um, but, uh, Let's talk about success, because when I was at the Department of Corrections, that, that R word, right? Recidivism. Mm-hmm. That's always that big word. You know, people come out from a period they, they aren't successful in the community, and they end up reoffending, violating probation, or any number of other things, and end up uh, reincarcerated at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has always been a goal. I mean, the department is, how do we address that issue? This, I'm assuming the free to succeed, Um, the re-entry specialist position are designed specifically to address recidivism, correct? Is that kind of what the goal is?
1: You know, it's, I think we've really moved away from that horrible R word. Yeah, right on. Thank you. You know, we currently have a recidivism rate of about, it runs between 35% in Idaho and i think what we're doing now more so what i see and definitely what i teach people is focus on that 65 percent right. that is doing really really well you know hmm. we have so many amazing people on supervision mm-hmm. and returning citizens that are just you know handling it and they are just awesome they are succeeding and they're doing well and they're giving back to our communities and you know they're law-abiding productive members that's the 65 percent you know that's what we want to talk about and look at that look at that what are the, what is helping these people succeed and you know giving that back to the other population that is still struggling that
0: actually that just kind of made my day to hear that thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that that is really yeah. cool really cool so Reentry specialist, free to succeed, mentor program. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? Oh <laughs> of goodness. many, the many things you do. Well, what do you do for fun?
1: <laughs> what do I do for fun? Yeah. I love being with my family. Yeah. Um, I have. I don't have children of my own. I have dogs and I (laughs) now have cats. (laughs) (laughs) But I love love that. I really love to serve in my community. I get asked that a lot, you know, what do you do for fun, Stephanie? Really, I love to serve in my community. That Mm -hmm. is fun to me. It just makes me so happy. Um, But you know, like most Idahoans, I also like to camp and fish and, you know, you Do all that, fun all that fun stuff, stuff. So right cook and eat, and yeah, <laughs> yeah cook and eat. That's
0: good too, right? Well, you know, kind of. I, I guess maybe I kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but I want to go back to something you said earlier. When you came out of, when you um, re-entered into the, the the community, right? You were on supervision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had g- gained some skills and some clinicals work that you had done in prison and you needed to continue that on. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you learn to ask for help? Did you, where um, did that? How did that process happen? Because you don't, right? You, if you don't know how to express, Mm-mm. hey, I need help with this. No. That's the number one key to be actually making that change, right? Is being able to admit that you need that help mm-hmm. to make that change.
1: Yeah. And I think, I'm glad that you brought that up because I've, I really think that's what got me in prison, definitely my poor decisions, but I never knew how to ask for help, and right. I was scared to ask for it, that me learning how to ask for help actually was learned in prison, um, right. Right. you know, and you hear all this horrible stuff about prisons, and it, it's so disheartening, I feel like, you know, too often the bad things make the news rather than the good things, right. but... Yeah. Our chief of prisons and our wardens that we have and the staff in there are amazing. They work their tails off to ensure that that's, you know, a safe place um, and a healthy place. Um, The staff that, you know, in the South Boise Women's Correctional Center when I was in there, they were just awesome. Mm They, you know, it's kind of crazy even thinking about this but it was really the first time in my life I'd been treated like a human being. Oh my goodness!
0: I, I don't mean to laugh at that I mean it's what an amazing what an amazing yeah. realization for you to have that mm-hmm. in what is typically recognized as the worst moment in your life was the first time in your fa- life you found value someone else valued you and found you worthwhile.
1: Yeah really I oh mean gosh. I went to prison when I was 27 here and you know out of my 27 years that was the first time that you know I felt like I was a human being I felt like I mattered and you know it was I wasn't this reusable commodity oh and um so I that's really where I first started you know getting a backbone and feeling some strength was was in prison there was really strong women in there that um You know, we have COs in there that they can tell when you're struggling Mm -hmm. and, you know, they sit down, hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, So I just took that and I ran with it when I got out. And thankfully, I had, you know, another correctional professional, my PO, who was another strong person in my life and treated me like a human being, saw my worth, and she just helped build on that.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, what a... That's the timer. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to hit stop. First of all, what a testimony to... Um, what, it, what the difference you can have in someone's life when you take the time to value mm-hmm. that person's life, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes in life, in the world we live in, it's so easy for us to ignore the value of of someone else, mm-hmm. right? If they can't, you know, if they don't contribute to our bottom line, if they don't contribute to some tangible way, then they don't mean anything to us. And I think having that opportunity to communicate to someone, no, you are important just because of who you are. Look mm-hmm. at the power. Look what that did.
1: Yeah. Look what my mentors said right. in my life.
0: Okay. So we're done with the podcast, but I, I can you. I'm going to ask you to share one thing. Okay you um when you completed your probation you worked for a goal mm-hmm. and you achieved that goal mm-hmm. do you want to share what that was do you know what i'm referring to which
1: ones was it my pardons yes, thank yeah, you yeah so i was actually um i had worked so hard in, on my supervision and in my recovery that i was granted a full pardon from idaho and a full pardon from montana those are not easy to get, they're not just given away. So yeah, major goal, huge thing. And I just teach other people that that is possible.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. And I hope, uh, I just want to share, Stephanie has been one of the more inspirational people I've met. Uh, We met years ago through a thing after you'd gotten out, um, Mm -hmm. kind of another situation we had, we kind of helped you with. and could talk about support, right? And we were able to kind of help you through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, really difficult time. But I time. got introduced to her, and then I just sort of kept my eye on her because she was so inspirational and so wonderful. And and uh, you are an inspiration to me, and I hope you'll be Thank an inspiration you. to the people listening. Thank, Thank you, you, Stephanie. Thank, Thank you. you. I didn't get any feedback from my uh, illustrious audience, so that's what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, it's yeah. a whole nother world if you're not if you've never heard it. So with that being said, we're going to shut this down. Uh, thank you for listening to Sweet Talk. Um, you can find us on the website on the in web uh, at cetrain.isu.edu. That is ce train at isu.edu. And uh, as always, I just forgot our phone number. Oh come on, none of you. Two zero eight. Two zero eight. 282-3372, I know there's a bunch of twos in there, so thank you very much, thank you Stephanie, thank you. Uh, and you guys have a great and wonderful day, and have a good Thanksgiving, thank you, yes. you too, all right, thank you,
1: very
0: good, continuing education, workforce training, suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website ctrain.isu.edu, that is C-E-train.isu.edu. EDU or call us at 208-282-3372.